0: to rob too many people, and I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be on your watch. You can only receive what you focus to receive. So when we believe who we really are in Christ, the devil can't rob you. You are seated in a position of power, and you are positioned with greatness. Because you are seated with Christ. You're warring with the word in the spirit. When you don't allow what everyone else allows to get them all upset, you say, nope, not going there, not touching it, I won't touch it. it. Or words, I'm not gonna allow it to affect. Somebody's being touched right now in their body. God is healing you right now, is touching your body. I command the lift to be for right now. Now weakness in her inner leg and in her knee to be removed. They're, they don't hurt. Jesus, you are her healer, and I thank you, Lord God. There's no pain in your knees. Come and walk, woman of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for confidence. Thank you, for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for healing this body, totally. totally. Come on, He's just healed her. She says she feels so good. In Daniel chapter six and in verse 27. The word of the Lord says he delivers and he rescues. And he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Lest you think that the spirit of the living God does not move anymore. You're wrong. The spirit of the living God moves if you're willing to let him move. The spirit of the living God is attracted to hunger. Are you hungry? Are you hungry for more? Are you hungry? Are you continually walking and being led by the spirit of God that says, I want you to walk with hunger for I will fill you, satisfy you, and show you of my great love. Amen. 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 Ever wonder how the devil manages to rob some Christians? Do You ever wonder how the the enemy, he he manages to rob some Christians. Say, that's not me. I will not be robbed. Because I know something. I'm standing on the word, which is the rock. I will not be robbed. But the truth is, we do know some Christians that are being robbed. They're being robbed of their rightful inheritance. And a lot of the reason why some Christians are being robbed of their inheritance is because who they are in Christ is not ingrained in them. It's not ingrained in them. See, if I don't know who I am in Christ, then the devil can steal it from me. If I don't know that I am his beloved daughter, then the devil can start to steal the understanding, the revelation, the identity of who God called me to be. And if I don't believe what God's called me to be, then I'm not going to act like that. I'm not going to walk in that posture, and therefore, in an essence, it's like you are being robbed. God hasn't changed. His The potential of you walking in that has not changed, but you're not seeing the effects of it because you're not fully believing who you are in Christ. So when we believe who we, who we really are in Christ, the devil can't rob you. He cannot rob you at all. So I thought we would go over a few scriptures that have to do with who you are because the devil tries to rob too many people, and I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be on your watch, amen? It is not going to be on your watch. You are seated in a position of power, and you are positioned with greatness, because you are seated with Christ, right? You're seated with Christ. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, I'm going to start in verse 15, I'm going to start reading in verse 15, we're going we're to go to 17, it says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again." to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. This is, whom, this is what you've received. You have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Okay, you have not received a spirit of bondage, which is slavery. See, I'm not walking in slavery. I'm not walking in bondage. And it says again to fear, again to fear. Because there was a day that you walked in fear. But see, you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, which is panic, which is uh, terror or anxiety. That's not what you've got from the Lord. But you received the spirit of adoption. He's adopted you, you are His. You have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. It's when your spirit yearns for him more than you've already experienced him. It's when your spirit wants to have that kononia so much more than you currently do today because you know it's available for you because the word decrees that, right? And so you know there's more, so you continue to yearn and cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. See, who you are as a spirit being knows because God's spirit lives on the inside of you. You know in your spirit that you are a child of God. You know that you've been adopted in sonship in your spirit. Now your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions need to be trained It needs to be trained, it needs to be healed, and that's what we do day by day, moment by moment, we keep on speaking life to our soul. But your spirit knows who you are in Christ, because your spirit is what became alive when you said yes to Jesus. Amen, you're a spirit being, right? The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Say it over yourselves, I'm a child of God. And if children, then I am an heir. You are an heir. You're an heir of God, and you're a joint heir with Christ. Say, I am an heir of God and joint heirs with Christ. I'm an heir of God, and I'm, we are joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Stop being so afraid of suffering. If indeed we suffer with him, you are an heir of Christ. Heir of God and co-heirs with Christ, Right? See, the Greek word here, heirs, in this scripture, Romans 8, 17, those who receive their allotted possession by the right of sonship. Those who receive their allotted possession. There's an allotted possession for you to receive. And you receive it through the right of sonship. You receive it through the right of being a rightful heir. You are an heir. Because you said yes to Jesus. You are an heir. You actually have received an inheritance. God has already provided an inheritance for you. That inheritance is not gonna, it's not gonna spoil, it's not gonna fade. There is an inheritance that God has given you today, church of God, not just when you are in heaven and you and you are face to face with him, but today. Sonship. Bible, it says receive your inheritance by your allotted possession as a son of Christ. So in other words, God has made us his children. And we have full rights to receive his inheritance. See, if you don't understand you have full rights, you're not going to receive it. You're not going to walk into it. You're going to let the assignments that come against you from the pit rob from you because you haven't fully understood who you are. First of all, let's get this straight. It's not you per se. It is Christ in you. It is what he has done in you. It's not you per being puffed up. It's not pride. It's not how great you are. It's how great Christ is in you. So the inheritance that God has given to every single one of his children is not shifting. It's not being removed from you. But if you're not walking in it, it's because you're not focused on it. You can only receive what you focus on. receive you can only receive what you have revelation to receive you can know something but not really know something you can know something with your mindset but not really understand it in your heart right you you you're not in intimacy you can know you can understand the concept but intimacy regarding that is another story and but that's what god is trying to do he wants you to walk with the fullness of heart and mind connection, which is the intimacy that God has already provided everything for you and he wants you to walk in it. So when an assignment comes against you to steal, maybe of health or a son or a daughter, or relation should be anything that the enemy brings and If you don't fully know your rights in Christ, if you don't fully know your identity, the sonship that you have already received in him, then it's easy to get down and sulk and be miserable for a a duration of time until you realize you've just been duped. Because it's not who you are. It's not what God has promised. God has promised fullness. The fullness. He has promised that you would receive all things from Him. Every good and perfect thing, right? Every good and perfect gift comes from Him. So when we receive the inheritance, we are His beneficiaries. You are literally going to receive the benefits of what Christ went to the cross to purchase for us. We are going to receive those benefits. We actually can receive them right now. And for some, we already have. Because it's an understanding of accepting what's already been provided for us at the cross. It's not like God is still trying to trying to make this happen. It's already done. It was already settled at the cross. So, it's a mindset shift that has to happen in our understanding, in our mind, that we say, okay, if it's available to me, then I'm receiving it all. I don't care what it looks like today. I am called by God, right? To be a light in this generation, to be a, a, a literally to be a world changer. That's who you are. Amen. You have so much more potential on the inside of you than you maybe even realize today. But Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. Christ in you is the hope of glory. So everything, I want you to listen to this. Everything that God owns belongs to us as well. Everything. Everything that God owns belongs to us as well because we belong to him. It doesn't belong to everybody. It belongs to his children. It belongs to his children that are going to walk in faith. It belongs to his children that are not going to let the enemy taunt them and lie to them and rob from them. It belongs to us, faith-filled believers. It belongs to you. That's who it belongs to. And you're going to do warfare with a word until you see it come to pass. So I've got a few points here regarding our position that the enemy seems to always try to rob us with But nevertheless, it's our position. Number one, we're going to war from a position of power, not fear. You're going to war, and we are to war. But we war from a position of power, not fear. We are not warring from a position of, of being fearful, intimidated, and anxious. We war from a position of I've already overcome. I've already received. I already walk in this. I don't care if I see it today or not. I already own it. Do you know that you already own the promises of God? All of the promises of God. The word says they are yes in him and amen in him. Right? So it's a position. It's not a position. You don't earn it. It's a position of sonship. There are many believers that approach warfare, but they approach warfare full of fear, full of doubt, right? Full of anxiety, full of a, I hope so. Well, let me tell you, the minute the devil sees you're afraid, you're already done. When the devil sees you're afraid, you know what? He's just going to go on ahead and just build a fortress because that has not been given to you by Jesus, but it has been given to you by the enemy. When he sees you've taken a hold of it and welcomed that fear, he gives you more. Right? So, we are not going to approach warfare full of fear and doubt and anxiety, hoping that by some long shot, we're going to have the victory. But you know, there are believers that do, and, and there are churches, and there are pastors that don't understand warfare, and, they, and they'll have their people go elsewhere to do what they should be doing in the first place which is cast out those demons. Heal the sick. And it's not just for pastors, it's for all of us, all believers. All believers. But I say that because someone just called me this week and they said that their their pastor told them that they could not help them and their, their child was clearly demonized. But they said, no, it's normal. It'll just go away. And if you would see the manifestations of what was happening. You would see the church needs needs to wake up and read the Bible and actually realize the Bible doesn't lie and it doesn't change, and the power of God that was present is still present, still working, still active, and he wants to move through us, all of us, as believers, as believers in Christ. But you can't have fear, and you can't have doubt. So, number one, you need to war from a position of power and not fear. Because greater is He that is on the inside of you. If you guys just, I really want to teach you this today. I really want to teach this. I want you to walk out with such a strong understanding of who you are in Him. That I don't care what you face out there your position doesn't shift. Your posture does not shift because you're positioned in Christ for greatness. Number two, we are to wage a good warfare. And I'm going to, let's go to 1 Timothy. We are to wage a good warfare. So number one, you're going to war from a position of power and not fear. And number two, we are to wage a good warfare. This is biblical. It's exactly what God has told us to do. 1 Timothy 1.18. This charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Have faith. Have faith. And a good conscience, which some have rejected. Concerning the faith, they have shipwrecked, they have suffered shipwreck. Let's go back to verse 18. Here Paul is saying, I charge you, Timothy. He's saying, Timothy, wake up. He's saying, Timothy, I want you to recognize something. The prophecies that have previously been made over you, the prophecies that have been spoken over your life, that you would take those prophecies and that you would wage a good warfare, that you would literally war over those prophecies. In order to do this, you need to do this in the spirit of faith of peace and not the spirit of fear. In the spirit of I already have it, God's already spoken it, and I'm going to wage a good warfare to literally see it come to pass in my life. Every single prophecy that you believe has come from the spirit of God is yours, but you must contend. You must contend. You don't just say, well, it was spoken by someone somewhere or I believe that God said it through me. It's just going to come to pass. You know, if you have a call of God on your life, the enemy sees it too. And he tries to stop you from fulfilling that call, which is why the minute you received that prophecy, everything went crazy. That's why your children started to rebel and your, you know, the finances went just all crazy, all out of sorts. This is why the opposition came about because. The enemy was banking on the fact that you would give up. He was banking on the fact that you would quit. He was banking on the fact that you would get discouraged and that you would start to not believe what you believed at one point. So what are some of the prophecies that you have received? Now you have to test the spirits to see if they be true. You need to make sure that the prophecies that you have received are not prophecies that come forth from the flesh, but they truly came forth from the Spirit of God that's a given but with that understanding are you waging a good warfare with the prophecies that you have received now those are personal prophecies that I'm referring to what about the prophecies that are written in the Word of God what about the Bible what about the literal living word this is a prophetic book how about all the prophecies that have been spoken over you that great shall be your success that everywhere you go god says i will follow after you with goodness and mercy surely not and maybe so but surely goodness and mercy shall follow after you how about the prophecies that have already been spoken about in this word of god how about those prophecies? Are you hanging on to them? And are you contending that all of your children will be taught of the Lord? Are you contending that as for you and your household, you shall serve the Lord? Are you contending that God's faithfulness unto you, that it's a, he's an abundant God, he's an abundant giver, and that he does not change his mind? Are you contending? Because we must contend with these things that the enemy would love to rob us with. So sometimes people get discouraged in the contending and they think it's going too long, it's taking too long. Well, you know, that's if it takes too long, God's timing is perfect. Wouldn't mean too long, right? We it's, God's timing is perfect. So so do what you need to do to stay encouraged. You know, make sure you stay in the word. Make sure you stay in church. Make sure you have someone that you believe is a trusted friend. Pray with you to stand and contend over the promises of God, to encourage one another. It's what we do when we come here, right? We, we encourage one another. You're hearing the word. You're being, you're being strengthened. You're being fortified. You're, you're being reminded of who you are in Christ so you can go out and do the will of God. That's exactly what happens every single week, and sometimes you walk in the very next week with a heaviness again, but that's because out there, there was so much beating that was happening, and maybe, you know, you weren't standing fully and where you should be, but that's okay, at least you got yourself back in here, and we, and we help pick you back up, but let me tell you, you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and what used to be able to, you know, grip you and, and bring you down, you know, months ago or even a year ago is not working anymore because you're getting stronger your faith your muscles your spiritual muscles they're increasing and so therefore now what's happening is you're becoming a warrior not just when you're in a crowd of other warriors but even when you're by yourself even when you're by yourself you're becoming a warrior and you're starting to do war with the word you're contending you're contending for these promises so we are to wage a good warfare and we do so in the spirit of peace God's peace in other words with an understanding that we've already we've already won amen we have already won so there is power in peace but there is weakness in wrestling there is power in peace but there is weakness in wrestling when we wrestle in the flesh we know we don't wrestle with you know against flesh and blood but we wrestle against powers and principalities, but not in the flesh, not in the flesh, right? So there is peace, there's power in peace, but there's weakness in wrestling when your wrestling is done in the flesh. So how do you know if you are warring in peace versus wrestling in the flesh? It's your heart. It's your heart's posture. You know that you're warring in the spirit and not in the flesh, when you make sure that your purposed intention is set upon God's perfect will, his word, when you, you don't allow a circumstance to dictate how you feel. I mean, I don't know how else to make it plain. When you you know you're battling, you're, you're warring with the word in the spirit, when you don't allow what everyone else allows to get them all upset, you said, nope not going there, not touching it. I won't touch it. In other words, I'm not going to allow it to affect me. I'm not going to allow it to affect me. When when Paul was bit by the viper, that venom the intention of that venom was to kill him. Was to destroy him. The venom is when the enemy finds a way in to discourage you that's venom if you let it stay it will kill the very dream and the hope that god had placed on the inside of you Paul shook it off if you need to jump up and down and literally shake yourself then do so Do it. If you literally have to jump up and down and literally shake, then shake it off. But don't let it stay because God's power is greater than any demonic assignment that tries to come against you. Children of the most high God. Amen. God is so good. He's faithful. But he's saying, I want you to shake it off because it was never, first of all, it didn't come from me. I didn't send it to you and you're receiving something that should be sent back to the sender. You're receiving something that should be sent back to the sender. Only you know what they are. Send it back. Don't hang on to it because it's like venom. And if you're gonna wage a good warfare, this is how you do it. Number three, peace brings confidence. Walking in the peace of God, walking in the promises of God, it brings confidence. You know Goliath is coming down because you know the God of peace who rules and reigns within you so you can see that Goliath but you also see that which everyone else seems sees as such a giant you see as an ant do you see Goliaths as ants or do you see them as giants you got to see them as ants you got to see them as under your feet so pre- peace brings confidence you know Goliath is coming down because you know the God of peace who rules on the inside of you and Christ alone is our confidence Christ alone is our confidence. Amen. And we know that God is not a man that he should lie. And the other reason why sometimes, you know, the the enemy has his way and and it works is because some people were hanging on to what they thought how it should be instead of just hanging on to Jesus. Some people were hanging on to what they thought the outcome should be, like their perceived outcome. Well, this is what I think it should be. So they're hanging on, and they're like miserable in the process until it comes to pass. So they're miserable in the process. But you know what? How about hanging on to Christ, the love of your soul? How about loving him? How about worshiping him through it all? How about decreeing the word of God but loving him so much that the outcome is not even the priority anymore? You know that you've crossed a threshold. When the things that you believe and you know and you're standing forth for in the, that is, they're in the word, you're standing for them, you're believing, but you know that you've crossed that threshold where the end result is not your all and all anymore because it's already done! So your desire becomes Him. Your desire becomes a walk with Him in the midst of and and during the duration of waiting for the promise to come to pass. You know you've crossed over when it's like, wow. And you've got a smile on your face, and there's 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 a confidence on the inside of you because you know, I can't help but be victorious. It's a confidence that he brings. You know, you get this. You can hear me saying it. But for you to walk it out, you're only going to walk it out as you literally bring this before the throne and pray this and ask God to show you and literally let go of what you need to let go of and truly hang on to him. Number four, peace brings good judgment. So in war... It's critical to make right judgment calls. And timing is extremely important. And when you allow your spirit to stay at peace and still stay at war, like fighting a a good warfare, when you allow your spirit to stay at peace, you're gonna make good judgments. You're gonna have the right timing. There are people that die because their judgments were off and timing was off. There are casualties of war because you spoke when you weren't supposed to speak or you moved when you should not have moved instead of waited for the right timing, right judgments. We are called to bring in the victory that God has already won for us through his son jesus christ it's your inheritance this is our inheritance i started off with it but i want i want to take you to this scripture isaiah 54 17. no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn most of the time we stop right there that second part literally tells you about sonship about inheritance about ownership It is actually why you have the right to decree the first part of that scripture. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me. This right that no weapon formed against you can prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you're going to condemn it. This right is your heritage. It is your legal right. It is your access to the increase that you keep decreeing and prophesying.